Hey agents, welcome back to Cash Call, the only podcast where you get real coaching on actual real estate calls and conversations by agents and ISAs just like you. Today, your hosts, Dale Archdeacon of Smart Inside Sales and Brian Curtis of Creative Coaching review your calls, what went well, what areas need work, and discuss strategies for improving your conversion rates. All right, everyone. Uh, so, Brian, I got a call today. What, what do you got? What do you got for us today? I think I went first last time. Would you like to do the honors? Sure. I've got a, I've got a real quick call that um, I've actually got two calls, but I got a real quick call that, I mean, maybe listen to 30, 40 seconds for me to make a point. And I think it's a, a very valid point and it's about jargon. And, you know, we walk around all the time saying things like FISBO and, and you know, we use these terms the rest of the world doesn't know what that means. And I think it's an important concept for us to understand. And I think you can hear the confusion in the potential client's voice and it it doesn't even work out, but I don't think that that's the reason that this person doesn't work with us, but you can hear the confusion in in the person's voice. Pay for sales, but just wanting to see how I can help. God, they're blowing up my phone. It's driving me crazy. Are you the one listing five, I don't even know the number, 524. It's a weird number because it's not in order. North Gray Avenue. I don't know what that means. No, I would be a buyer's agent. I mean, I can get you any information. Are you preferring to speak to the listing agent for a reason? All right, pause that. Can we Can we, Can we? we just work on this part? That's basically the, the main reason I brought, played this call, yes. All right, then you, you, you go, you say what you want to say, and then I'll add to it if necessary. Don't say buyer's agent. <laughs> it's really what my big point was. Like, and then I know where you're going to go. I'll let you go there. But, it, and, I, and I'll play it again. There's only 25 seconds left in this call anyway. But it confuses people. People, everybody knows what a listing agent is, right? But a buyer's agent is actually a relatively new concept. If you go back to the 80s, buyer's agents didn't even exist. So using jargon like buyer's agent, what, what, what does that person do? You know, if you want to say that you're a buyer's agent or you want to say you're not the listing agent, use some like, well, so in this case, I represent buyers. That's that's where I have mastery. You know, my basically the only thing I do is work with buyers, help them get the absolute best deal, help them negotiate. It works out really well because that's all I do and focus on. That's great. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I want that. But I'm a buyer's agent, just confuses people. So I'd love to hear your thoughts as well. Yeah, no, of course. You know, we we don't want to we don't want to use that kind of jargon, right? And especially you don't want to pigeonhole yourself into that unless this woman called up and said, "Hi, I'm looking for a buyer's agent to help me purchase a home." In I'm, that case, <laughs> I'm a buyer's agent. Kelly, you found right. me. Buyer's right. agent, right? That's exactly what I do. Uh, so you know, unless that's the case, yeah, I would agree. Don't use don't use that jargon stuff. So. I'm going to let you do the honors of dealing with the with this call, which, you know, we she just needs better training. She needs she needs a, a tactic for dealing with what this woman did when she called in. And if you want mine, I'll give you mine. Go, you go. Uh, okay, yeah. So play the front part of this because we're gonna we're gonna I'm gonna I want to do it from what she said. Pay for sales. So just wanting to see how I can help. I- God, they're blowing up my phone. It's driving me crazy. Are you the one listing five, uh, I don't even know the number, 524? It's a weird number because it's not in order. North Gray Avenue? Pause. No, I would be a buyer. Pause. All right. So she said, are you the one listing address, right? Now, if I know one, especially if I know we're not, and if I don't know whether we are or not, I do not want to answer this question. Okay, everyone listening to this, 
we are not going to answer this question. We're going to answer the question with a question. And here it is. She says, are you the one listing whatever address? I'm going to ask, would you like to go see it? Are you available this week, maybe in the evening? Or did you just have a question about it? Okay. I'm going to push you for an appointment. Uh, so point being, right? I want to avoid that. I don't want to answer that question because the answer is probably which she said, no, I'm the buyer's agent, right? And that's not what we want to say. Um, do you have any other way that you would handle that, Brian? Not, not really. I mean, you can say I'm not the, I'm not the, you can say I'm not the listing agent. However, I, I do represent buyers and go into that whole script, but it, and it's a tough question. Let's, let's face the reality of it. There are people who are very stuck on, I only want to talk to the listing agent. So, you know, basically what, what Dale's talking about is what I refer to as a level shift. If I answer the question, no, I'm not the listing agent, the person might go, great. I don't want to talk to you. Right. So doing a level shift is you're kind of answering the question, but you're shifting the subject to something that you can answer or a service that you can provide so that you're not just stuck going, no, I'm not the listing agent. Ah, crap. Well, I don't, I only want to talk to the listing agent and thank you very much and hang up. So yeah. And again, and it ended up in this call, we don't even need to play the rest of it. It doesn't really matter because the point was those two points was, hey, we've and we're going to have to deal with this, especially people who buy Realtor.com leads, buy Zillow leads, Trulia, any of those major websites. A lot of times people have this expectation that when they call that person, they're talking to the listing agent. Right. They don't know that Zillow's selling us leads and that's how it works. And, you know, they have no idea. And why would they, you know? So it's a very important thing for us to understand is if you can, you need to shift it to a conversation where you can actually provide a value. If you say, no, I'm not the listing agent, great. Well, I'm good. Thanks. Hang up, bam. And in essence, that's what happened. The lady said, hey, I can go. I, I live right across the street. I can just go knock on the person's door. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> I want to hear the rest. I want to hear how this goes because right. she, she should have she should have avoided that question and just set the appointment. Yeah, well, let's listen to the rest of it. Sure. Agent. I mean, I can I guess I, yeah, I'm sure information. Are you preferring to speak to the listing agent for a reason? No, oh, no. Um, you're the buyer's agent. See, there's the confusion. I would be like a buyer's agent representing a buyer. No, I don't need I, a buyer's agent. I, I have a buyer's agent. I don't need that. So you're wanting to speak with the listing agent? Yes. And it's no big deal because honestly, I own the property right next door. So I can just actually walk out my door and look at the sign and call that number, which I should have done. I thought that's what I was doing. <laughs> or you can also get with your buyer's agent and have them reach out as well. No, I know, but they don't live in Fayetteville and I just happen to be in Fayetteville. Hey, opportunity. And, uh, handle it on my own. So I'll handle it on my own. Thank you. Yeah. And yeah. she basically got closed down. And, and I between, between you and I, I'm not sure there was a way to save this call. Like, I'm not sure that the person did anything that was something that could, could be come back from. I just wanted to point out that when you use jargon and you could hear the person, eventually they came back because they had an agent. They went, oh, I guess the person I'm working with is my buyer's agent. But if they didn't have an agent, they might really buyer's agent what, what what does that mean you know yeah. so again avoid jargon and if you're and the worst type of jargon is acronyms like i was in the military and you we used to laugh because we used to laugh at ourselves we would have people come into our little group or whatever and we'd be sitting around normally men or women that were dating other other people who were you know in a, doing what we do and we talked 
constantly in acronyms because that was everything that we did in the military. And people would just sit there with like a dead, you know, <laughs> like I have no idea what these people are even talking about. Like they're literally speaking a different language. And yeah. we have to be careful of that because the, the jargon that we use inside of our industry, simple to us, it's just, you know, like waking up in the morning, breathing, but it's literally, you might as well be speaking German because yeah. people don't know what you're talking about. So just be careful about that. And I, it was really the point of that was just to point that out. So, yeah, good. Are you an ISA or agent struggling to convert your valuable leads? Or are you a team leader looking for advanced scripting and dialogue training for your team? Smart Inside Sales Conversion University is the industry leading training program designed to give you the ninja level scripting and objection handlers used by top teams across the country. Conversion U covers scripting, dialogue, objection handling, and closing skills needed to elevate your business through self-paced video training and live interactive expert coaching. Visit smartinsidesales.com slash conversion you to start today. All right. So we'll go over to my call over here. So this one, this one, you know, start to finish, just bad. Just bad. Okay. Right. Excellent. <laughs> so bad entry right? Bad uh, intro script. So bad, like getting onto the phone, like who the hell are you? What do you want? Right? Which is the thing that everybody wants to know when you, especially when you call them. Uh, bad intro uh, and then bad exit. Okay. So oh. let's, let's listen to this. Hello. Hi, Ashanti. Hi, how you doing? Hi, doing well. My name's Courtney. How's the day going so far? Oh, everything is going great. Great. Okay. So problems right off the bat. This is the first time this agent has ever spoken with this lead, right? Now the agent asks if it's them, which is a huge no-no because only telemarketers ask if it's you. Everybody, everybody else who knows you knows it's you, right? Or anybody who does business with you is doing business with you, knows it's you when they call you so they don't have to ask. So she asked, and then she goes into, you know, the lead, which kind of threw off, asked how her day was, or how's it going, or whatever it is. She said, great. And then she continues on the idle chatter without getting to where she's from, or what she's doing, or what she wants to know, right? So she's burning up the entry of this conversation, wasting time. I so agree. You, you, and you here's an interesting thing. I'm right. sorry. But, well, I want to point this out. She didn't ask a question. So I want to point for everyone who's listening, why Dale said it was a question. She said, hi, Ashante. Those were the actual words that came out of her mouth. Yeah, hi, and, Ashante? And, like that. Exactly. So I want you guys to think about this. This is really, and this might be an advanced concept, but it's very important for people to understand. She didn't say, is this Ashante? Can I speak to Ashante? What she said was, hi, Ashante? So even though that's not a question, guess what? It's a question. That's how it registers in our brain. So I want you guys to pay attention to that. If you want to go back and listen to your phone calls, listen to your inflection as it goes up and down. When you when your inflection goes up, whether you want it to be or not, it's a question. When your inflection goes down, whether you want it to be or not, it's a command. So that is a very important thing. And Dale didn't even think about it. It's like, oh, she asked a question. So it's a question. Yeah, and it is. And he's 100% right. I just want everyone to understand that sometimes you're asking questions and you don't even realize it. Yeah, absolutely. So let's hear how, how the rest of this goes. 
Um, so I just received your information, and it looks like you're looking for a home in the Bellwood area. Again, like uh, just a, a not a well-formed question, but she's using it with her inflection. Mm -hmm. Um. Yes, but um, can I call you back? Because right now, of course. The time. Okay. Now this is an internet lead. An internet lead who registered on something. When is the last time an internet lead said, can I call you back in the first 26 seconds and ever actually did it? I, I have I have no um, I have no information to provide in this scenario outside of never for me. Yeah. So, so I don't know how many decimal places <laughs> after the zeros, like after the decimal, how many zeros before you get to a number uh, percentage-wise do people do stranger leads who don't know you like you trust you or want anything from you call you back ever right so almost never yes can't say never about everything every something some things are weird but you know almost never so not going to happen what does the agent do yeah absolutely um when or this is my this is my direct line so you can give it a call anytime is there a better time that works um it's a even if the time it is in another hour sure yeah no problem okay. okay thank you awesome talk to you then Bye -bye. so i asked the agent hey did she call you back in an hour no never heard back from her i was so, like no way so what happens if we screw up and because we've all screwed up right what happens if i screw up and i say and the person says can i call you back in an hour and i go sure and i'm like yeah. there's no way to clean it up you know, yes. I think your name was Ashante. So Ashante, absolutely, um, you can call me back in an hour. By the way, if I don't hear from you, um, I'll, I'll just call you back in an hour and 15 minutes. That way, for whatever reason, if you forget, you get busy, because I'm sure you weren't expecting my phone call anyway, I'll call you back in about an hour and 15 minutes. So at yeah. least then you can you can tell them, if you don't call me, that doesn't get you out of jail, I'm going to call you. So, and it doesn't mean that person's going to answer because they probably won't, to be honest with you, but at least you're setting yourself up to say, well, if you don't call me, I'm going to call you. So you're going to, at a minimum, have to ignore me. And then what you can do after you've done that, basically what you say is, hey, listen, if I get off this phone, I'm going to call you again, which is what you just did. Then just roll into another discovery question. Just stay there. And I have a hierarchy of discovery questions that I like to ask which are either buyer or seller, right? Which is, are you going to be buying something or are you going to be selling something? And for me, the first question that I want to get answered if I'm getting shoved off the phone is, are you buying or are you selling? For me, the second question that I want to get answered if I can is, are you working with an agent? And here's why. Because if you are buying with your mom who's been selling houses for 20 years and you love her to death and you tell me that, in my thousands of leads that I have to decide who I chase around, you aren't going to be very high on that list. And so that's why I want to ask that question. So, and I love that. Yeah. Yeah. If I can get at least those two questions answered, um, I, I'm going to be happy with that conversation. And you know, what's funny, Brian, is I'm sure you've experienced this, that probably like, I don't know, 25 to 30% of the time, if I had to guess, people will continue for another five to seven or eight minutes in conversation when they said they had to get off the phone which is yes. crazy. 
Well, and, and you and I deal with it all the time, probably, at least I do. I, I can't speak for you. I, I don't want to speak for you. But how many times have I been on the phone with somebody and I'm not such an agent, uh, a friend, uh, a, you know, a lead, and, and I'm done. Like, we, we, we're done. And, and, you know, I'm like, hey, I got to I got to go. And, and then you just keep talking. So this is not an abnormality. Like it's, it happens to me literally every day. Like sometimes I actually go in and say, Dale, I got to go. I've got a meeting in two minutes and I got to prepare for it. I'm so sorry, but I got to go. And sometimes that's what it takes to get somebody off the phone because they, they, they don't care. Hey, Dale, I got to go. All right. Well, just one more thing, Brian. Like, oh. and, and now I've got to be the jerk that either slams the door or I've got to, you know, listen to the conversation a little bit more. So, right. you know, that's, uh, it's true, you know, try and keep them on the phone. It's called a push through. And at least that's what I call it. And, you know, you get no three times. If you get three push throughs, then, you know, it's time to, time to get off the phone. But yes, you only got one. You only got one. You only got one. Listen, if somebody really has to go, they're going to, rem they're going to bring it back up again. They're going yes. to get off the phone with you if they really have to. And if they don't, if it was just a knee jerk reaction or a, I don't feel like talking to you right now, then, and you keep going and you can hook them in the conversation, they'll stay until you finish the conversation. Yeah. And you know, what's interesting about this person, I don't know this for a fact, but it sounds like to me that they were driving down the road. Uh, the agent or the lead? The lead. Oh, I heard, yeah. I heard car noise. Yeah. And, 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 and you guys, you, you know, people are like, Brian, you, why are you paying attention to that? Here's why I'm paying attention to that person didn't need to go. They're driving down the road. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, no. They answered the phone, discovered they didn't want to be in the conversation, and then all of a sudden had to go. Yeah, because that, and that's the rest of the reality. If you know what you said, we're 26 seconds into this phone call and they try and push that person off the phone. Yeah. Are you telling me that if you got to be someplace in one minute that you're going to answer a phone call? Right, exactly. No, when, when they answer the call, they either thought it was something else and it was important or they uh, wanted to answer the phone because they were curious and discovered that it wasn't somebody they wanted to talk to. Absolutely. So, I mean, I know that's like really, you know, minor stuff, but that's why we don't necessarily try and think about it. We just, we always try and push through. If yeah. we do that the same over and over again, you don't have to go. Well, I think they're driving down the road and we've only yeah. been on the phone for 26 seconds. I mean, you don't have right. to go through that. Right. I'm just paying attention to all these little nuances. And yeah. I think it's important when you're lead generation to do that. But if you don't have a fallback of I'm always going to try and push through and see what happens. Yeah, I think what, what we're saying is that it's evidence that uh, for what we're it's it's the it's the evidence for why you should do what we're telling you, which is to stay on the phone and get a minimum of two, if not three, as you said, pushes off the phone. Right because there's no reason not to. If somebody really has to go, they will keep pushing off the phone. If they don't really have to go, they'll stay on the phone with you. Yeah, and, here's, and there's an apology that comes in there. Hey, Brian, I said I gotta go. I'm so sorry, I apologize. Um, listen, I'll call you back. You said in, in an hour that you're gonna be available. Great, I'll call you back in an hour. Yeah, absolutely. You can, you can definitely fix anything you've broken, believe me. So, and, and you know what, I, I gave you that script. Here's another one. So when the person says, um, you know, I can call you back in an hour, um, you can forget that. <laughs> And just say, perfect, you know, I appreciate you, Shanti. By the way, I'll, I'll call you in an hour. Like she said she was going to call me, but I just flipped it. So I'm going to call her. Yeah, absolutely. People won't even, they don't even say anything about that. Nope. Cool. Awesome. Should I play the other call? Yeah, go for it. I'll just give you a little quick background on this. This is a, um, a Zillow phone call and it's an interesting call. Um, and, and there's some good stuff in here. And, that's all I'm going to say about it. I'm just going to hit play. Yeah, some information on that um, home that's listed. It's on Quarry Road. Uh, I think it's 5029. 
All right. Let me open up that app right now as we speak. What uh, what about it particular are you interested in? So when I first initially initially listened to it, I shook my head like Dale did. I'm actually okay with that. Let me open up that app because what you're telling that person is you asked me a question, I'm going to get it answered for you. But then he relatively immediately, I mean, it took an extra one or two seconds and went into discovery. So I, I don't know how you feel about that, but I was okay with that. Well, I'll tell you why I, why I shook my head um, is because it oftentimes, like I, I want, if he has the skill set, to be able to handle the call without the information, he'll be stronger. And I don't I know that, that he does, right? Um, and we have a, a strategy for dealing with this. Let's let's role play this. You play her, okay, Brian? Basically, she's, okay. I'm interested in getting some information on that address. I want, I want information on 123 Main Street. Great, Brian, what questions do you have about it? Perfect, uh, you know, I wanna know the lot size and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, great, so lot size and et cetera, anything else? No, I'm good. That's just really all we really want to know. Okay, got it. So you want to know lot size, et cetera, and et cetera. Brian, how long have you been looking for a property? You know, we've been looking now for about six months. Uh, just really haven't found anything we look at, we liked. So I'm in discovery now. Did I answer your questions? Yeah. Did I? No, I didn't. Well, I mean, no, you're right. You're right. <laughs> Absolutely. I, you're, but you're good. But I feel but like you're going like to. But, and I think that's why I said yes, because I'm like, oh, yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll cover that for me. No, you're like, no, I feel good. Right? I feel good now. I, I communicated my questions. You clearly understand my questions. And now we're having a dialogue, right? So most people don't even catch that. You just roll yeah. straight into it. Do I know what address you're calling about? Do I know what the square footage is? Do I know what et cetera is? I have no clue, right? But it sounds like I do. And you yeah. are having a conversation with me. So I like to teach people that and know that they have the ability to do that. Um, and he could even be like looking it up, right? And th the other reason that, I, so if he has the strength, this is where this is where agents end up saying dumb things like, oh, that's under agreement or looks like they've accepted an offer on it or, you know, oh, well, that's not listed by my company, but I can get information on it. Saying really bad things like that. They have a tendency to do that when they get the information in front of them. So I like to teach them how to do things with no information. Well, and, and, and let me demonstrate that because that happens during this phone call. So, so <laughs> no. Dale, has not, Dale did not know this. We don't, we're, we don't prep our phone calls with each other. No. So um, yeah, let's listen to that because I think you just made a very uh, valid point. He does a good job digging his way out, but he, he does exactly what you just said we could happen. So. Okay, most of, this is the most important, well, two things. Um, one, I'm guessing there's no fencing, correct? As of right now, well, it shows active, but under the... Con so it's interesting. The woman asked, and this is about why you... About fencing. I'm not sure what he heard, but he's answering whether or not the house is available or not. So that's a, that's a mistake, you know, and uh, it's an honest mistake. But, you know, what do I learn from that? Make sure you're listening to what the other person is saying. And I don't know. I didn't speak to this agent feels like he made an assumption that what this person wanted to know was, was this house available? What she wanted to know is, does it have a fence? Yeah, dude, I want, uh, yes, we post these on Facebook uh, or on YouTube, Vic House. Um, we, we publish the, uh, we publish the, what's it called? The replay and uh, we can send it to you. Uh, dude, uh, Brian, like I want to get, I, I imagine like a drill sergeant with these agents in front of me. And I want to be like, is every house always available? Yes, sir. <laughs> right? Like make them like beat it into their brains. 
Can we see the house at any time, any time of the day, any day of the week? Yes, sir. Right. Good. Like just batter them with this stuff. And I wasn't, you know, I'm, I'm pretending I'm, I'm based. This is based on military movies I've watched. Right. But yeah, we need like some basic training where if you say the house is not available or you say, I don't know if I can get you in there at that time, like you have to drop and give me 20. Nice. So those of you who are looking for a hardcore coach, call Dale. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Dale's never yelled at one of his clients that way. So. Uh, no, I do yell at clients sometimes. Oh, okay. but, uh, cool. but this is one of those things where it's like WTF, dude, but not like not afterwards, but like, I'm going to train you. If I told you not to do dumb things like that, and then you do dumb things like that, then I'm going to yell at you. Fair enough. Let's listen to a little bit more. Contingency <laughs> heading here, it says, that they will take backup offers. So, well, oh, it's sold already. For, okay. Well, no, it does show active, oh, but it, it's letting us know that once they do get a, a an offer, that they'll take backups. So, one of the things I'll do certainly when we're done here is I'll call the listing side to make sure it's still available. Let's, let's assume it is. What's your next? So, okay. so what I like no, what he just did is he cleaned up his mistake a little bit. I didn't like he said he's going to call the listing agent because, again, we've already had that discussion. But he said, hey, let's assume it's available. So it's go. a pretty okay. good cleanup. You know, at least, that's, hey, that's when the salesperson kicked back in and he was like, OK, let me stop the diarrhea that's coming out of my mouth and fix it. Hey, they just said, let's just assume it's available. Let's have a conversation so I can actually go and do my job now since I dug myself into a hole. So I really got to give him credit for that. Yeah. Okay, so what are the limits on dogs there? All right. Oh, well, I can't see. find that online. I looked okay. everywhere and I couldn't find it. Okay. Um, it's a tough one. Usually, if this is inside a... Okay, so here's what we do. So what, and I don't know what the answer is. I'm standing in line at the grocery store, or even I'm, I'm sitting in front of my computer and I have no clue. Oh, got it. Okay, so limit on dogs. Yeah, that's very important. Any other important questions I need to get answered for you? Yeah. The other thing I would probably do is ask this person how many dogs they have. So great, if they have great idea, if, if they have three dogs, I've never ever ever heard. And this house is is it's not in a it's not in a condo, it's not a townhouse, it's not anything like that. Uh, if but you know, I'd be like three dogs is fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and if I'm wrong, I would go and find out if I was wrong. But I, I'm going to probably assume that three dogs is fine. The woman actually has six dogs, which I, again, between you and I is probably also fine, but I've never actually heard of a house. And again, not condos or townhouses, but a house having saying you can't have more than X number of dogs. Now I've heard him say you can't have a dog business, but you know, as far as the number of dogs, I've never even heard of that. So it, yeah. it, something to think about. Yeah. Hey, um, you know, dogs are rarely an issue unless, you know, you're already there and the dog is barking and that kind of thing. Uh, I've seen very few POAs where dogs are not allowed at all. Um, well, I just want to know the limits, like how many you can have. Oh, well, that probably. I, ha I have six. Uh-huh. Well, that probably would be a, a code enforcement thing through the city of Rogers. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I might be able. I went there. <laughs> Please stop trying to answer questions you don't know the answer to. Like that's the moral. Great point. If yep. you don't know the answer, don't dick around. And and, and what do you say? Because it's a real simple script. 
well, I mean, I, I don't know, but she said, I, have, I mean, if we got to, I have six dogs, so I already did the, what else should I get for you? If, if I find yeah. myself in this problem, you, you've got six dogs. That's amazing. What kind of dogs are they? Okay, cool. I don't know. And We're just going to go with what you did and talk more about her. Right. And also, you know what? I don't know, but I'll find out. That's all. That's the simplest answer in the world. There you like, go. I, I mean, when I was a new agent, I bet you I said that 10 times a day. Like, because I didn't know Jack, right? <laughs> I'm standing, right. We're, we're, and the one that always got me, and I, I never knew the answer to it, and 99%, I never even got the answer to it. Where's the property line? So, yeah, it's about here, but let me double check. I'll find out. And right. then we don't even write an offer on that house. So who gives a rip? You know, you know, you show the rest of the house. You go, do you like it? No, I don't like a house. Great. Now I don't have to find that out. <laughs> and again, I'm not saying I never got my clients' questions answered, not remotely there. But this this need to know everything is something that hurts agents. Like, you know yeah. what, Dale? I'm not 100% sure. So before I give you the wrong information, I'm going to double check and get back to you. And I write yeah. that down. We can hear that he's pulling this out of his ass. She can probably hear that too. There's a little bit of ass pulling, yes. I looked and I Did can't you? find nothing. Yep. Okay. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't limit. It doesn't say. It says you can have four hens. <laughs> uh, you can have four okay. hens. Okay. <laughs> but, it doesn't, um, I, it's, it's, but nothing about dogs. I have never heard of any kind of restrictions on domain. I'm gonna fast forward a little bit, like that. In Texas, and he's in he's in Arkansas. Okay. I'm here. Okay. Well, there's two ways we can do that. Um, if it is available and you would like to see it, we can have your friend come with me and I can show it to him. Mm -hmm. And or hey, Brian. Uh, when I go out there with him or without him. Here's what we don't know. Why is she buying? When does she want to get moved? How many bedrooms she would like to have? How, yes. What her budget is, whether she's pre-qualified, whether she's working with an agent or not. Uh, right. In essence, what Dale's saying is we didn't do discovery. We don't know shit about her. So but we had a 10 minute conversation about the fact that this agent has no idea whether there's a restriction on how many dogs we can have. And the reason I wanted to pay the last probably 30 seconds of that phone call, and I hope you guys heard it, but basically the woman said, I don't live here. I live in Texas and I have a significant other who lives there. And here's what I like that he did. Perfect. You know, I'll show the, I'll show the house to your significant other. And I'd be also be happy to do a virtual uh, walkthrough for you. So he but, offered some value and, and I wanted to point that out because again, this was my favorite call from someone on my team. That being said, there was some value in it and there was some things that they did right. And, but you know, guys, just don't be afraid to say, I don't know. I will find out. That's one of my, literally one of my favorite phrases to say, yeah. you know what? I, I don't know. And I like this. I'm not 100% sure. The truth of the matter is I usually I'm 0% sure. Both of those things can still be true. And what I'm saying is I think I know the answer, but I'm not going to be one of those people who's just going to blow smoke up your ass because I don't know the answer. Right. And the other, the other thing people need to take away from this is that every home is available for sale until you get a full discovery as to whether they are ready, willing, and able buyer or seller. Absolutely. Love that. Only until after that has been done can can a house not be available for sale. Perfect. And, and you know, I'm going to reiterate something Dale said earlier. If you want to get really good at this, practice without the MLS. Oh yeah, definitely. Do not have information in front of you that kills you. Like this guy, he didn't even need to say that the house was. And he, I, I think he even misspoke. He said like, oh, they're accepting backup offers on this, and she took that as it being sold and.
Well, and it, it, it's weird. So in our MLS, I, I will tell all the people who are watching in our MLS, if it's active taking backup offers, what they've done is made an agreement with the buyer that they could leave the house active. But this house is under contract. It's taking backup offers. Now there's some reason that it's taking backup offers. I don't know what it is, but in essence, they don't feel confident that this contract is going to close or otherwise you won't leave it active taking backup offers. Because I, if I have a regular client who's under contract on a house, you know, they leave and there's not something weird, can I leave the house active in the MLS? Hell no, you can't leave the house active in the MLS because I don't want you getting four or five backup offers. And when I try and negotiate repairs, you go, nope, I don't want to do repairs because I got five backup offers. So there's something squirrely going on here. And again, you don't need to tell that person that, but this is a great conversation to call the listing agent. This house is active, taking backup offers. Tell me more about that. Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us today. I got to go. Brian, as always, thank you for your, your keen tutelage. Uh, and, uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. Thanks for tuning in for today's Cash Call Replay. Want your call to be reviewed by Dale and Brian on a future episode of Cash Call? Click on the link in the show notes to submit your call. We can't wait to support you.